Good evening, my family. Come on, let's do it. Get together tonight. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's sing this beautiful anthem together. Water, you turn into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you. Into the darkness to shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no
worship the Lord, you're about to experience something that you have not experienced in quite some time. I hope, I hope that tonight you've come with an open heart tonight to truly experience the power of His, capital H, presence. Amen? Come on, why don't we sing this together?
be praised. Somebody say, God be praised. Yes, God be praised. And we raise that hallelujah here tonight. God be praised. No matter what I'm going through, Lord, your name be lifted high. No matter what's going on, Lord, God be praised. So I throw on my hands, praise you again and again. All that I have is in high. Hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I'm nothing else fit for a king.
words to say, whether it's because you're full of joy or full of pain. God be praised. God be praised. Come on. Come on and do it. Oh, come on, my Oh, don't you get shy.
breath of life. For that, we give you praise. Some of us have been healed from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet, and we thank you, we give you praise, we express our gratitude to you. Some of us saw big miracles in this week, relationships that were just changed, bonds that were just dropped, chains that were no longer, and for that, we give you gratitude, Heavenly Father, for you are good. For the things that we can't even see, for your grace, for your mercy, for your love, for your forgiveness, for your embrace, for the simple fact that we can call you Father, for that we express our gratitude. For just the simple knowledge that your presence is with us, that your presence goes before us, your grace has already made a way. For your wisdom that you give us, for that we give you gratitude and praise. the things that you are doing in our life right now for you are amazing your grace your power and your mercy overwhelms us and we thank you lord we thank you for the things that we don't even know that you're doing in our life and the things that you will do in jesus name we pray and we raise up a hallelujah for you are worthy praise be to god So I throw up my hands. Well, sing it one more time. It's a joy to feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. Hey, why don't you uh, turn to someone tonight and just thank them for coming tonight. Church, oh my goodness, it is so great to see you here tonight, man. Hey, family, family, God be praised. Somebody say, God be praised tonight. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Hallelujah to the King. Amen. Amen. Can, so, can we just give our worship team? Amen. Such a huge our beautiful choir oh here tonight. Goodness. That was amazing. Man. We got a um, call from the city already. They're like, can y'all quiet down at New Beginnings Church? <laughs> 
We got a noise complaint. Keep it going, church. Keep it going. That's right. Keep it loud and proud. Amen. Hey, church, uh, we want to welcome you into the house of the Lord tonight. Welcome those watching from home on our stream. Maybe you're listening on our podcast. Maybe it's a Thursday afternoon or Friday night and you're listening and driving. But, hey, welcome in. My name is Michael Romero, your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings Church. Yes, my name is Lena Mazaranich. I'm a worship leader here at New Beginnings Church. Man, give it up for Lena. I just love this kid. She, she doesn't like for me to call her Lena because I have an Apollo for her, a little name that I have. I call her Manny, so if you hear me call her Manny, it's my thing with her. And Because if I call her Lena, she's like, who are you talking to? I tell him to? I'm going to legally change my name to Manny so he can't call me <laughs> Lena anymore. So, hey, church, uh, we love you. It's such a joy and such an honor to be with you here tonight with our beautiful choir. You guys came in to worship, and you guys were ready to raise that hallelujah tonight. Right. Uh, church, a couple of things that we want to talk about. Hey, uh, I know we're already kind of in the middle of the month, already past that, right? So we're looking kind of at the end of January, middle of February, some save the dates that I want to talk to you guys about. Look, uh, January 27th, uh, with who, those of you who are guardians, and maybe you have some young people in your house that you're like, I need a break from you. Because, hey, parents in the house, me being one of them, can you raise your hand if you say, I need a break from time to time, <laughs> right? Hey, church, I want to let you know, NB Kids offers this awesome service. Pastor, you you don't get a break from us, just an FYI. <laughs> I saw you raise your hand, the highest, okay? He doesn't get a break from us. Tell him, church, he no break for him. Yeah. Hey, church, look, NB Kids offers this amazing service once a quarter called Parents' Night Out. And if you haven't heard about it, well, here you go. And if you haven't, you haven't participated, please do. It's an amazing service that we have. Uh, where you can drop off your child, uh, your young child, and say, I need some time away maybe to maybe hold a Bible study. Maybe you just want to go to dinner with your husband or wife or just a girl's night out or a guy's night out. It's a perfect time for you guys to drop off them kids. Baby's kids, it of is. course. It is, yes. If and you know, you we know. Do, we do want to clarify parents in the room. It is for fifth grade and younger, so middle school parents, <laughs> high school parents, I'm sorry. You're on you're your stuck own. stuck with them. Yep, you're on your own. So, but we do want to say, if you do plan on dropping your kids off here, we do ask that you please register in advance. You can register online, or you can also call our front office. Uh, Melissa, she's always more than happy to assist. Uh, and we do, the reason we ask that you register is because we want to be able to provide enough food for your child. I know I said on Sunday, I'm going to say it again, though. When kids are hungry, they get hangry, all right? It's not just kids. I've seen you on a Sunday morning, Lena. I mean, yes. Yes, that's Sunday right. Morning. But in this case, okay. this case we're talking about we're talking about the fifth grade and younger. Fine. The fifth grade Fair and enough. younger. All right. Fair enough. So we're not just looking out for the kids; we're looking out for the people volunteering <laughs> for them, and on watching your kids as well. We yes. want them to remain sane. That's right. So if if y'all want to register, but of course, if you're unable to register and you still want to bring your child, yeah. you will not be turned away. There will just be. Of course. Division of food. We're, we're just gonna ration it out, yes. right? They'll get a bite from everybody else's sandwich. <laughs> uh, hey, church, we know because plans can change last minute and maybe something pops off and you're able to come in and br bring in your, your child. Still welcome. Uh, church, uh, the very next day is January 28th. We want to remind you that's a very, very special Sunday because mm -hmm. that is, um, it's not the NFL championship Sunday. Although it is, that's not what we're focusing on. Okay, we're focusing on baptism that's Sunday. Right. Somebody give it up for that. Amen. That's the true championship right there. 
That's a trophy to lift up if I ever heard of one. Mm -hmm. Hey, family, look, if you have not yet, look, tonight we were able to feel the presence of the Lord. And if, if, man, if you've never made that next step and you said, I've, I've accepted the Lord, check. I've changed some things in my life, check, check. And you're going, there's this one that's left. That's baptism. I've not declared publicly my faith to the Lord. Kind of like a, like a wedding ceremony. If you haven't done that, I'm, I hope that the Lord is stirring something within you so you can make that next step of your faith. That's great. That's right. And you, if you do want to be baptized, again, you can register online through our app, and you can also call our front office. And church, just like a wedding, baptism wants um, witnesses, witnesses, right? And so church, if you've already been baptized, if you're walking in faith right now, I encourage you, come and be a witness for your new brother and sister. It is always so encouraging to see people just rallying around you, even people you don't know, just there to support you and cheer you on and just that want to see you grow sure. and succeed in your walk with the Lord. So I encourage you, come, be a witness, or participate. It is always such a beautiful service. And we want to encourage you to do that, church. Uh, moving forward into the month of February, um, church uh, public service announcements. Um, this is a very important one. Valentine's Day is coming up, and it is on February the 14th this year. Yet again, in case you forgot... For the rest of the guys in the room, most of us at least, who seem to forget those dates, church, uh, guys, look, on February the 14th, we're going to have a special service here that night, and it's going to be a wedding, or rather, let me rephrase that, it's a vow renewal service, amen? So if you want, and maybe you're hitting that milestone, right, maybe that 5 or 10 or 15 or 25 or 30 year milestone of your marriage, and you say, hey, man, wouldn't it be awesome to just renew our vows, right? That would be so amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and if you want to participate in that, we ask you to come in and invite your friends and your family to participate and witness what you're doing. Because first and foremost, it's that vertical vow that you're making, saying, Lord, I'm going to honor you. And because I'm going to honor you, I want to honor my spouse. I'm going to honor her. I'm going to honor him. And so that night, Pastor's going to obviously bring a, a beautiful message of love, loyalty, and commitment that we have to one another as spouses, and then we'll do some vow renewals, and maybe you want to do it with our family together, because maybe we haven't done those kind of things together as a family unit. That would be an amazing opportunity, right? Uh, so church, uh, that would be so amazing if you want to participate in that. Uh, one thing, just recall and, and note that it's not a full-on wedding ceremony, so you're not going to walk down no the aisle, there's no, no flower no girl, there's no ring bearer. You know, it's going to be a special moment between you and your spouse and your witnesses that night and us as witnesses of your spiritual family that mm -hmm. night of saying, man, these people really love each other and they're, they want to renew their commitment to one another. So, church, you want to participate? That's an amazing time for you to invite some friends and family as well to come and witness how you love each other now because of the love that you have for our Father, first and foremost. Amen? Amen. So that's an amazing, amazing opportunity. I'm going to stop there because if we start moving into March and April... I'm going to stop there, but church, stay stay at bay of what's going on at New Beginnings Church. And how do we do that, Lena? Through our app. That's you right. Can, you can, uh, we have the QR code right behind us. If you want to scan it on your phone or if you're not able to find it either, you can always track myself down. You can track me down. Hey, there's that connections desk. That always helps. There's connections yeah. desk right out front. You'll see it right as you walk in on the left. They are amazing. They will always help you out. But church, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I know we say it every week, and it's because we mean it. We would not be able to do this without your faithful, 
tithes and offerings, church. If you'd like to give, there's ways, there's ways to give on the screen behind us. You can text to give, you can give online or through our app. There's a little heart right in the middle where you can choose to give. If you like to, if you like to tithe, we don't accept we don't accept physical credit cards, but if you'd like to use checks or some physical cash, we do have our tithing boxes at every entrance in the sanctuary. So again, church, we thank you. Amen. And we, we Give it up for what you and I are doing in this uh, in this community, church. We're truly reaching out to a lost and dying world with the love of Jesus Christ. So church, we leave you now uh, to Pastor Richard, and he's going to be bringing this message. But first, I want you to turn your attention to the screen. Family matters. I'll tell you, we've been looking at exactly what God is doing through family and how he's working and moving supernaturally in families. Uh, young people, if you haven't left already, the, the sixth graders through 12th graders have been dismissed uh, their class, and, uh, and they have an amazing time. I've been talking about family because family is so important. And uh, we're a family. We're a family. And we have a bunch of birthday people here today. So I understand there's like four people, maybe even more, that have birthdays today. So all of you with a birthday, raise your hand. Yeah, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. <clears throat> We're going to line up afterwards to beat them. I mean, spank them. <laughs> all because we love you. <laughs> you know what? All, all kidding aside, you know, family really does react different to each other. And I, I want to talk about how we respond. Because in family, it's not just about within our walls and, and mom and dad and children, or mom with children, or dad with children, or, or siblings with each other, but, but just how we respond as a family. And uh, we give positive responses, and then we give negative ones. And I want to talk about uh, how we respond, because in the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse uh, 23, it says, everyone enjoys a fitting reply. Isn't that the truth? We like it when people reply to us nicely. It's wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. So God, help us really understand how to do that and how to communicate that in a way that brings glory to your name and honor to the people we're talking to. And I pray this in Christ's name, amen. I guess my question is, do you react or do you respond? Because people react a lot of times. They react to what's going on and we get all shook up and instead of responding because 
It's just like when, when we first have children and they spill milk and we get all shook up. Ah, the milk. Like if it's going to destroy something, like if the milk touches you, you disintegrate, you know. And we get all the, ah, we're going to behave. It's like it's just milk. It's milk. Calm down. Just calm down. If that was the last milk you had, scoop it back up in the bowl or something. Like, it's like, calm down. No, 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 don't do that. But, but in other words, calm down. But see, we, we either react or we respond. Reactions hurt. When we react, we, we hurt people because we, we react to the situation. When you respond, you bring healing. You bring comfort. You, you minister to people. Reactions are, are self-centered. It's all about us. I'm reacting because you hurt my feelings and you made me look dumb and you insulted me and, 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 and it's all about us. Where responses are others-centered. And I wrote other others-centered because I want to make sure you realize it's others-centered. It's, it's, it's about them. We're responding and, 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 and we've got to understand that reactions speak first. You ever notice when people react, they, right away they, they, they say something, they, they react, they do something, and, and response, think first. They go, okay, calm down. Count to 10. If you're really amped up, count to 10,000. But, but are, are you with me? In other words, calm down and, and, and think before you, you respond. Reaction, reactions create barriers. We, we react, and then before you know it, people put up barriers, and, and, and they, they kind of push away, and they put up walls, and we hurt their feelings. So I don't care how macho your husband is. Ladies, you hurt us sometimes. And guys... You're not always right, and sometimes we force ourselves by elevating our voice to our wife or our children just to prove that we were in command, and we create barriers. But responses create binding. It, it, it brings us together. It binds us together. It pulls us together. Reactions create aloneness. When you react, you, you, you end up finding yourself alone, and you're, everyone is staying away from you. And then you sit there and go, oh, no, no one's talking to me. Nobody wants to be in the room with me. Nobody. No, they don't. No, no, they don't. That's exactly right. That's why you're all alone. Where responses prevent that. They prevent aloneness. It's like, wow, Dad, we love it when you could talk instead of scream. Mom, it's awesome when you could talk instead of scream. Brothers and sisters and on and on and on. It's awesome when we could talk instead of scream. So I guess my question is, are, are you a responder or a nuclear reactor? <laughs> you know, it's like, how do you communicate? How do you do that? And, and, and the very first thing I really want us to say in our household is to realize the power in how we respond to others. Realize the power therein. There's an amazing release that you can give in your household on how you respond to each other, how you can communicate to each other. Instead of saying, would you shut up? You, you could 
communicate a whole lot different. Hey, can you bring it down or can you tone it down or, hey, you know, just, hey, you're getting too loud now. But, you know, hey, kids, zip it. You know, it's like, but but don't don't get carried away. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. And that is so important because how many times have you done it the right way and everyone in the house was like, wow, no one's, I mean, you might have had a big old blowout, but there's no dead bodies. There's no blood all over the place. You, you clean up the mess because you were able to communicate and you were able to talk and you were able to heal and, and you were able to realize the power there is in, in communicating right. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 4, it says, wise words are like deep waters. Wisdom flows from the wise like a bubbling brook. So man, when, when someone is sharing wise words and wisdom, that's why a lot of times we love the, the words of our grandparents or older people. They, they call it los consejos de los ancianos, the, the counsel of the old. Because man, they have those little one word saying, I mean, or, or one sentence saying or a, a phrase where man, they communicate a whole lot with just a few words. And you go, man, that'll preach. Wow, that's good. Grandma, what do you always say? She goes, dime con quien andas y quien eres. You know, tell me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. You're like, man, isn't that the truth? And on and on and on. See, they have these sayings that communicate a whole lot because they have this bubbling brook of wisdom that just flows from their life. And they have these things that that's why a lot of times you like being around. Some of you enjoy older people. Some of you go like, oh, older people. But if you sit there and talk to them, you realize these old people know a lot of stuff. They know how to live this long. They know how to make it through. Because I don't know if you all know this, young people. Us old people were your all's age one time. I know it's hard to believe that. No, come on. You weren't 16. You were born old, you know? No. But, but we've learned a few things, and, and, and we're able to communicate those. So it's, it's important that you respond instead of react and that you realize that what you can say is, there's an old saying that says you could gather more bees with honey. So be kind, be loving, be tender. Jesus was compassionate. He was, he was stern, but he had a gentle and humble heart. And, and this is what we need. Another thing we've got to grasp is try to discern the need behind someone's words and behavior. When someone's weirding out, something else is going on, okay? So if your wife's acting all weird or your husband's acting all weird or your son or daughter, father, mother, brother, sister, on and on and on, if they're out of character, you need to slow down instead of going, what's your problem? You need to slow down, take a deep breath and go, well, they're not usually like this, so something's coming down, something's going on. 
they're overwhelmed because of something. I don't know what's happening. I, I need to try to find out because maybe I can help defuse it. Maybe I can help them through this crisis. Maybe I can comfort them. Maybe all they need is a hug. Maybe all they need is you just hug them and go, I love you, you're going to make it. Or maybe they just need to know, hey, look, I'm not the enemy, you're not the enemy, let's quit arguing and fighting and let's find the solution. But let's try to find out what is behind the behavior. What is creating that in them? Why are they turning into somebody they normally aren't? Because if they're out of character, that means they're out of character. Something's happening. And try to discern that. Look what it says in Proverbs 15, 28. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. Isn't that the truth? Man, so slow down, take a deep breath, and say, okay, what, how am I going to respond to this? I'm not going to react. I'm going to respond. I'm not going to say a bunch of dumb words. I'm not going to use evil words. That doesn't even mean cussing. You know you could cuss somebody out without saying a cuss word? Just by the way you're looking at them and the way you're communicating, right? I mean, you know what they're saying to you when they're saying, God bless you, and you're going, yeah, right. Sure, you're trying to bless me. And you're going, man, I don't want that blessing, man, because you know exactly what they're saying. Look at Proverbs 27.5. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. See, in other words, tell me the truth. Talk to me. Let me know what's happening. Let me know because we've got to get behind this. Something's happening. Sweetie, you're not usually like this. Husband, you're not usually like this. Wife, you're not usually like this. Brother, sister, mom, dad, son, daughter, brother, neighbor, cousin, friend, you're not usually like this. What's going on? I want to help you. I'm not the enemy. Let's get through this together. Let's not react and set each other off and blame each other. Let's see what's happening. Let's slow down. Even if you have to go to the other side of the house. I'll never forget one time Cindy and I had a tense moment. And, and, and I thought Cindy was mad at me. And I'm like, man, I just walked in the house. I wonder what I did wrong. So I'm thinking, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? And I go, I didn't do anything. I go, maybe I didn't do anything. I was supposed to do something. What did I do? What did I do? So she's all ticked off, and I'm like, man. And so I'm like, chihuahua, man. I guess put the gloves on. We're going to go some rounds. <laughs> I didn't even know what we were fighting about. And, and then I go, I finally just asked. Are you mad at me? She goes, no, you just got home. I'm like, okay, the operative word was no. I don't care if she looked mad. She was acting mad, but she said she's not mad at me. So I was there, do, 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 yeah, baby. She's not mad at me. So I didn't know what she was mad at, and I just said, babe, I'm sorry you had a hard day. Do you want to talk about it? She goes, no. I go, you know what, babe, I'm going to go feed the dog. 
we didn't even own a dog. And she said, we, we don't own a dog. I go, I'm going to find a dog someplace to feed. <laughs> and then she started laughing, and I started laughing, and we just laughed. And she goes, I'm sorry, I, I, it was a horrible, horrible day. And then the traffic and this, and I didn't mean to take it out on you. And I'm like, whew, thank God I didn't mess up this time, because I've messed up a lot of times before. Are you with me? So it's better to just tell you straight out. Look, we have a problem. When you do this, it, it affects me. It bothers me when you do that. Because if I know what sets her off, guess what? I'm smart enough to not do it again. Uh, are you with me? And, and so is she. And, and so are our kids. And sometimes our kids know what sets us off. And so guess what they do? They just come and push our buttons just to watch us get all riled out. Then they sit there and laugh. And they go, <laughs> our grandkids. Man, my wife's so gullible, we just pick on her all the time. That's why she's had 14 nervous breakdowns. <laughs> no. Now, but, okay, that's a joke, okay? It's not true. But we do pick on her a lot. Because she's so gullible, see? But we don't pick on her when things are not good because we realize that when you're going through something, discern what's happening. If I'm really going through a difficult time, people know there's times people can be really rude and mean. There's people that think that you're the pastor, you have to take it. And they come and vomit all over me just because, well, you're the pastor. Who else do I vomit on? I go, well, there is the toilet or the trash can. But, and so sometimes it's overwhelming. And so sometimes my staff will come alongside and pray over me or hug me, and sometimes they leave me alone like, man, that guy needs a pull-down time. See, how we respond we need to discern what's happening and, and, and really deal with that. We need to be able to help them and, and create an environment where we can talk about things without it getting crazy and blaming each other, but saying, okay, we have a, an issue we have to deal with here. Let's deal with this. And, and then it leads me to the next thing I want to talk about, and is that Use positive, nonverbal responses along with your verbal responses. In other words, our body language says a whole lot. Okay? So if your kids want to talk to you or your husband or wife wants to talk to you, and you go, what now? Man, crossed arms is a sign of stay away. I am not open to hear anything you're saying. I do not want to hear this. I don't want to talk to you. I am upset. Stay away. Or looking down. Like, well, just have the courtesy to look at them. I don't feel like looking at them because I'm so fed up with them. I don't even want to listen to what they're saying. They don't have even the, I, I, I don't even need to look at them right now because I can't even stand what they're doing. 
man, that you're communicating a whole lot right there. Or if they're trying to talk to you, and, and the whole time, you, there you are in your phone, and you, you're like this. Man, try to learn to put the phone away. Put it in your pocket, put it in your pocket, put it down, set it down, just set it aside. Unless you need something. Like if we're in a discussion and not, I'm with somebody, I'll, I'll say, hey, I've got my phone out because I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up some data. You just asked me a question, and I'm getting you the information. Because communicate what you're doing because the nonverbal is speaking just as loud as the verbal. And we say a whole lot without saying a whole lot. See, there's times that, that our kids say, well, you said I could, and you said I never said you could. Well, you never said I couldn't, so I figured I could because you didn't say I couldn't. Are you with me? And it's real important that we really communicate and and we really open up and, and, and we stop what we're doing. I mean, televisions have pause now. Pause it. I've told you, I, I love that you can record stuff. I just shut it off. What do we need to talk about? My grandkids go, Grandpa, you don't have to shut the TV off. I go, I don't care. I, I want to hear what you have to say. Let's talk. If I'm talking to my son or my daughter on the phone and I, I, I try to shut everything down around me so that they know they have my undivided attention because my nonverbal response is communicating just as loud as my verbal response. And the same with people around us. It's important that we communicate and, and we really communicate in a manner that we really show them we're interested because your outward appearance is if you're smacking your lip and you're rolling your eyes, God. In Spanish, they call them ojos de huevo. <laughs> hey, guys. In other words, you roll your eyes up that they just see the white of your eyes. They look like you got eggs in there because you're showing them, oh, brother, oh, brother, oh, brother. No. Say, yes, brother. Yes, sister. Yes, son. Yes, daughter. Yes, Mom, yes, Dad, yes, husband, yes, wife. We need to talk because I need to show you with my nonverbal communication as well as my verbal communication that they both connect and they both mean the same thing. I, I respect you. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse 40 and 41, it says, A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you're willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Can you hear his desperation? He's like, God, please, I know you can do it, please. Move with compassion. Jesus reacted. No. Jesus reached out and touched him and said, I'm willing. Be healed. Can you imagine if the leper came next to Jesus and Jesus is going, oh, get him away from me, man. I don't want that dude around me. I don't want no leprosy. I don't want no sickle around me. Instead, Jesus is like, oh, come here, come here. Yes, heal. God, 
God. This guy's broken. He's got leprosy. He had to, he had to go around every place he went, and he had to declare himself ahead of time, unclean, unclean, unclean. Can you imagine how humiliated he had to have been all of his life? Going around going, I'm all messed up. I'm all messed up. I'm unclean. Stay away from me because you might get what I got. There's some people that treat us like that, aren't there? See, their nonverbal communication says to us, stay away. I don't want what you have. You're a gossiper, and I don't want it to rub off on me. You're a backbiter, and I don't want it to rub off on me. You're a backstabber, and I don't want it to rub off on me. You're someone that is just cruel and mean, and I don't want it to rub off on me. And, and, and we send a message of stay away, and Jesus is saying, oh, come here. Come here. Yes, I'm willing. Be healed. He communicated, let him come. Let him come. And he reached out, and he touched him. No one would touch them. Some of you come to church every week because this is the only place you get a hug all week long. And you're like, please hug me. Oh, my gosh, thank you. We're a hugging church, and we're a touchy church, and people shake your hand or they hug you, and you're going, God, you don't even know what you've done for me right now. No one's touched me all week. They haven't even noticed I'm alive. And you reached out. You shook my hand. They said, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say hi? That's why some of you start at this side and you go all the way around because you can't wait. You start over here and you go all the way in it because it's something exciting. You see that nonverbal communication speaks louder than words. So show them that you're willing to hear them, not, you know what, just forget it. I don't even want to talk to you. You make me sick. Ugh, you're just ridiculous. I'm so fed up with this. Like the little boy that was calling out to his daddy and goes, Daddy, dad goes, go to bed. It's time for bed. He goes, can I have a glass of water? And the dad went and got him a glass of water, and he gave him a glass of water, and then he prayed with him to go to bed, and then the little boy goes, I have to go pee now, Dad. So he got up and went to pee. Then he came back, and he goes, you can I have another glass of water? So dad went and got him another glass of water, and he gave him a glass of water, and he goes, e, now I have to pee. So he went to pee. And he goes, Dad, can I have another glass of water? He goes, No. If you ask for another glass of water Sunday, if I hear your voice one more time, I'm going to spank you. He goes, Dad, can you bring me a glass of water? Now that you're going to come to spank me, go ahead and bring me a glass of water while you're here to spank me. <laughs> In other words, he wasn't going to give up. Don't give up on communicating to your family. Don't give up. And, and then let your responses be healing and helpful. Sometimes we, we respond really weird. We respond with, we, with facts and logic and reasoning. Well, the reason that happened is that, look, 
There's a time and place, but, but man, if your kid falls and they're bleeding, that's not the time to say, well, you know why that happened, don't you? No, they, it, it, stop the bleeding first. Start healing the wound first. They're broken. They're hurting. Or, or, or we respond with criticism. Have you ever, did you ever get in trouble as a kid or you fell and wiped out or something happened to you? And, and when you came crying to your mom, they spanked you for it? They go, Ya no te dije que te portaras bien, pa. Then I tell you to behave, pa. It's like, sometimes we criticize, we, we put down, we respond by complaining, we respond by neglecting. We're, we're sending all kinds of weird messages. Or, or then we give them a pep talk. You could do it, you could do it. Come on, you could rise up and do it. Or we theologizing everything. Well, the reason that happened is Adam and Eve brought sin into the world. And then it's like, man, they don't need to hear a sermon. They need to hear love. See, they need healing and helpful response. They need love and tender care. Jesus said, what good is it if they're hungry and you start preaching to them give them something to eat first what what good is it if they're thirsty and you sit there and lecture them why they don't have water no, give them water see we we need to reach into their life we need to touch their life and impact them another thing we need to do is let your response reflect the heart of god you might be the only jesus they'll ever see so let them see Jesus in you. Let them see the response come out of you that's loving and caring and, and compassionate. A message of hope and we're going to get through this. And You know what? I, man, learn to apologize. There's times I haven't handled things right. And I've, I've gone back in there to my wife or my son or my daughter, my grandkids. I'm sorry. I, I'm I reacted instead of, uh, I didn't respond good. I, I'm sorry. And they're like, no, Dad, Grandpa, it's okay. Grandpa, no, it's, no, no, it's not okay. I shouldn't have responded like that. I shouldn't have reacted like that. I should have really, I should have thought this through. See, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, starting at verse 31, and then going to Ephesians chapter 5, Paul the Apostle says, get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Then he goes on to say, instead, so he's saying, don't do this, instead do this. He's giving you the solution. Be kind to each other, tender heart. Look, we don't need lessons on being kind. You all know how to be kind. I've seen you be kind. We're kind of people that we don't even know. And the people we know, we hurry it up. What's wrong with you? But be kind. It says be kind and then tenderhearted. Let your heart be tender to them, to what's going on. Something's happening. You're not yourself. What's happening? Are you sure you're okay? I'm concerned. So be tenderhearted. And then he goes on to say, he goes, be, be tenderhearted. And he says, he goes, 
And, 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 and then he says, forgiving one another, just like God in Christ has forgiven you. Then he goes on to say, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, he says, imitate God in everything you do because you are his children. So he's saying, imitate God. Then he says, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So man, what kind of aroma are you? When God sniffs real good, does he go, oh, peace, love, and grace, forgiveness, tenderheartedness, or does he go, oh, man, somebody's mad down there. And man, they're not, they're, they're, oh, man, that household, they're throwing blows right now. Oh, I hear harsh words. Oh, man, I smell, I smell, I smell a lot of bad words and bad attitudes, and it doesn't smell good in that house. You see, God is wanting us to reflect him. God is wanting us to let people see Jesus in our life, in the way we respond instead of react. So the question, are you a responder or a nuclear reactor? Are you the one that sets it off? Dad's home. Mom's home. Our daughter's home. Look, kids, sometimes you make us mom and dads cry. I joke around, but back in the day, it was hard. My wife was the drummer, and I'm the pastor, and my kids would sit in the front row. And sometimes they would act up, and I'd look over, and I'd look at Ricky, my son. He was young, and I'd give him that evil eye. Like, you better behave, son. We're in the middle of church, and I can't get down there to spank you. And he knew the look I was giving him, and he'd go, oh. And he'd almost start crying. Then I'd look at my daughter, and she'd make me cry. (laughs) Now, look, all kidding aside, how are you responding? Or how are you reacting? Because today, I'm inviting you to really be a really good responder, to respond with God's love. His love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That you respond with forgiveness, love, and grace. That you respond in a way that they feel loved and cherished and welcomed And even though they know they messed up, they know that they're in a household where God is giving and extending grace through you. There's some of us that need to extend our grace to our mom or dad. We need to extend our grace to our husband or wife. We need to extend our grace to our son or daughter. We need to extend our grace to our brother or sister. We need to extend our grace to an aunt or uncle, grandma, grandpa, whomever it is. And I'm praying that tonight, you could really take a real inward look and say, man, I haven't always 
responded positively. I've reacted really negative. And today you can make it right. And today you can say, I, I'm going to make it right with my family. Maybe on the way home, we're going to talk about it. Maybe on the way home, we're going to say, we need to talk about these things. Pastor shared some things, but the Holy Spirit spoke real loud. And we got to make some things right in our home. And I'm praying that tonight you'll take the first step to admit that you haven't always handled things right because you've reacted instead of responded. And you've hurt people in your household instead of help them heal. And so tonight, I pray that you can find that inner peace within you and say, God, I, I really want to do it right. I, I don't want to keep just saying that's the way I am. No, God, I don't want to be like this anymore. Because if this is the way I'm, I was born, then I want to be born again. Because I don't want to be like this anymore. I got to change. And you're the only one that could change me, God. Because I've already tried a thousand times. So I invite you to stand up and I invite you to come to the altar and say, God, this is it. No more, no more wrestling with you. No more fighting. I'm not going to make excuses anymore. I'm going to step up and I'm going to make things right tonight. And I'm going to admit where I'm at. And I'm going to admit that I have reacted really bad in the past, and I'm going to start responding really well. So would you make your way up and just have that time with God? Would you stand with us as we sing this song? Before you rush out, just there's time to pray. Let's ask God to really deal with us. Ask God to help you. There's people that want to stand with you, and they're going to minister to you. Some of you have never even given your life to Jesus. And if you want to do that, when people go pray with you, say, you know what? I've never given my life to Christ. I want to do that tonight. Prayer team, get up here and pray with people. And say, I really need to get things right. I need to do things God's way and no longer mine. I'm not going to be a reactor. I'm going to be a responder. And I'm going to do it God's way, not mine. Let it be a prayer song and, and empty yourself out. Say, God, I, I'm, I'm getting real right now, God. This is real. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I got to get it right, God. Please heal our household. I've reacted in a way that I've left a lot of wounded people in my household, Lord. My husband is really hurting. My wife is really hurting. My son and daughter are really hurting. My brother or sister are really hurting. My grandparents, my aunts or uncles are my cousins. God, we need you. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. Say, this is it, Lord. I'm making it right with you right now. I don't want to leave this altar the same as I knelt down.
God, I need you. I need you. God, we can't go through this anymore. Some of us have been given ultimatums, Lord. We're, we're trying to get it right. We're trying to get it right. This song is a powerful song. Take every word and dissect it in your life. Let it be real to you. Make things right. Don't you get shy and lift up your sight. You've got a line inside those lungs. Get up and pray, Lord. Oh, come on, my soul. Empty yourself out tonight. Say, I'm not leaving the same. I'm going to go home and be tender, tender hearted. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be loving and caring, forgiving just as God in Christ has forgiven me. So help me, Lord. I want to imitate God. Help us, Lord. Those of you at home right now, God is working on you. He's saying some stuff to you. Take it in and make that decision right now along with us here. It doesn't matter that you're over there, wherever you are. You might be across the city or across the world, but God is speaking to you. So sing it out and say, thank you, Lord. tonight without being prayed over if you need prayer make your way up and say I need prayer even if you don't want to come up turn to one of your neighbors and say would you pray with me I need help in my household my kids don't get along my husband and I don't get along my parents don't get along my siblings don't get along. Pray with one another. Encourage each other. Encourage each other. Let's, let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise your holy name because, God, tonight you're healing wounds. You're healing broken lives. You're healing broken homes. God, we want to learn to be responders and not reactors. We want to bring healing and wholeness, not damage in our home. So God, help us. Help us to do it right. Help us to make things right. Help us, God. Help us to be, Lord God, that loving and caring person that we might show the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. God, I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Now look, some of you might not even have Jesus, and you might need Jesus in your life. And if you've never given your life to Jesus, I'm inviting you to come right here, right now, right here in front of me. Make your way up. Come on. If you've never given your life to Jesus, amen.
Praise the Lord. It's my little sister right here. Would all of you, would all of you pray with her? Just say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Today, I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior, as my Lord. Forgive me, because I've done a lot of things wrong. But I haven't done everything wrong. So the things I've done right, let me hold on to them. The things I've done wrong, forgive me and let me walk away. Make me a new person. I pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Give it up for these guys. Praise the Lord. Brother Chris, Brother Chris Cleveland. Okay, Tomas, can you take them to the room real quick? And Brother Chris will join them. But if you just go with them, they got a Bible and some material for you. And uh, <coughs> now I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and say, what happened tonight is for real. Don't throw it away. Let God change you. And then say, pray for me. I love you, church. God bless you. Go change the world. <laughs>